0: Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, choir. Thank all of you for taking part in our worship this morning. So thank you for being a part of our service. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and then the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 20. We're going to look at both of these. I appreciate Kyle singing that song as I shared with you a message that I've entitled, Meeting My Master Face to Face. Meeting my master face to face. Familiar chapters we've used recently, and if the Lord don't change my direction, I will be looking at these uh, in weeks to come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18, and then Revelation 20, verses 5 and 6, and 11 through 15. We'll kindly bring these together. So if you are able, please stand out of reverence. Uh, to the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God. We we'll begin 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means prevent those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus... We shall always be with the Lord, therefore comfort one another with these words. Amen. If you would, now look at Revelation chapter 20, begin reading with verse 5 and 6, Revelation 20, and we'll look at verse 5 and 6, and then drop down to verse 11 through 15. Revelation, God speaking to us, Revelation 20 verse 5, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed, in verse 6, and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God, of Christ, and, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Drop down to verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens or the heaven, fled away, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which there were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to their works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, verse 15, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning for a time of worship, and now time to open your word. Speak to our hearts through your Holy Spirit. May he be our teacher and our guide. Help me, give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. And Father, I pray you'll bless in this service this morning as you convict of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, and please be seated. So we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, then we'll flip over and look at Revelation chapter 20. As we think about meeting my master face to face. First Thessalonians, Revelation chapter 20 declares just a biblical fact, a biblical fact, something that's for certain, a biblical fact, a fact, something that is imminent. And this fact that's being proclaimed in these two passages of scriptures, First Thessalonians 4, Revelation chapter 20. The fact is, death is not the end for anyone. Death is not the end for the Christian. Death is not the end for the non-Christian. One day, one day, we don't know when that'll be, just like the song said a few minutes ago, one day, one day you and I are going to meet Jesus face-to-face. Now let that soak in. One day you and I are going to meet Jesus face-to-face. Jesus is inescapable. Jesus is unavoidable. We're going to meet Him face to face. And if you don't meet Him as your Savior, the Bible teaches us that you're going to meet Him as judge. You either meet Him as your Savior or you meet Him as judge. It doesn't matter how you treated Him here on earth while you were alive. You may have ignored Him. You may have denied Him. You may have even cursed Him. Peter did. You may have even cursed him, but one day we're going to meet him face to face. Years ago, I remember Brother Charlie Thorne quoting a poem, and it kind of stuck with me, not enough that I remembered it or put it to memory, but it always meant a lot to me, and it's by a person that's unknown. The author is unknown. The title of of this poem is, I Met the Master Face to Face. You probably have heard it. I had walked life's path with an easy tread, had followed where comfort and pleasure led, and then one day in a quiet place I met the Master face to face. With station and rank and wealth for a goal, much thought for the body but none for the soul, I had thought to win in life's mad race when I met the Master face to face. I had built my castles and reared them high, till their towers pierced the blue of the sky. I had vowed to rule with an iron mace when I met the master face to face. I met him, I knew him, and blushed to see that eyes full of sorrow were turned upon me. And I faltered and I fell at his feet that day while all of my castles melted away, melted and vanished in their place. I saw naught else but my master's face And I cried aloud, Oh, make me meet to follow the path of thy wounded feet. And now my thoughts are for the souls of men. I've lost my life to find it again. Ere since that day in a quiet place, I met the Master face to face. Have you met the Master? Do you know Him as your Lord and Savior this morning? You're going to meet Him one day. You're going to meet Him as your Lord, as your Savior. Or you're going to meet Him as your Judge. And when you meet Christ face-to-face, the question's going to be this. Will it be a glorious experience that you have when you meet Him? Or is it going to be a terrifying experience when you see the Master face-to-face? I want to talk about two resurrections this morning as we prepare to meet the Master face-to-face. The first resurrection is for the believer, found in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The believer... For the believer, first resurrection is going to be a glorious experience. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, if you'll just look at that as I call out some verses, just to remind you of some things. As we look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, first of all, Paul writes these verses because God's people were worried about their loved ones who had died. The Bible calls falling asleep, when you see that in the Bible. That means they've died. We don't believe in soul sleep. We believe in the body resting, but not the soul. And so their, their loved ones had died, and they were concerned. And Paul said, Paul says, I've got good news for you. And he says, uh, uh, it's not hearsay. I've got good news that's not gossip. I've got good news that's not speculation. i got good news that not, it's not self-proclaimed. It's good news. It's not just my personal opinion, but verse, chapter 4, verse 15 says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. This comes directly from the mouth of the Lord Jesus. And Paul said, One day, the Lord said, One day if there's a trumpet going to sound, and the dead in Christ are going to rise first. That's what's going to happen at the first resurrection. Those that are dead in Christ, they're going to rise from the dead. Those who have died. Those who have died physically, died from a disease, died from sickness, died from COVID, died from accidents, died from war, died from murder, died from abortion, died from old age. Those that are buried in the cemeteries, that have died in the Lord, those have been buried in the ocean, those have been buried in the seas, those that have been buried in rivers and lakes and ponds, those who have been blown to pieces as believers in a space shuttle years and years ago, it doesn't matter if they died in the Lord, they're going to be brought back together again. Those who have died in Christ will rise first. Today happens to be the 20th anniversary of my dad's death. He died 20 years ago. 20 years ago on March the 13th. His birthday, he would have been 75. He'd been 75 on March the 21st, a week before he turned 75. But he died in the Lord. He died. My mom died in the Lord. Dad, as we think back on that anniversary date, Dad died in the Lord. He died believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. Dad died in the Lord. He'd repented of his sins. He'd asked God to forgive him. He believed in the gospel of the dear Son of Jesus. He died in the Lord. And so the point is, those who have died in Christ are going to rise first. And then he says in verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up. Called up. I'm going to deal with what the words, the words called up mean a little later on in another sermon perhaps, but those of us who are left alive shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Those who were dead in Christ to be raised, and then us who are left, if we're still living, we may be some of those who, are, who rise first, but if we're still living, we're going to be caught up together with those who... Arose first. It doesn't matter if you're dead. It doesn't matter if you're alive. If you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're going to be caught up. You're going to be caught up dead. You're going to be caught up if you're alive. You say, well, Brother Samuel, what happens after we're caught up? Well, we, the believers, are going to see Jesus face to face. We're going to see Jesus face to face, the one who created me. I'm going to see him face to face. The one who cared for me, I'm going to see him face to face. The one who died for me, the one who forgave me, the one who answers my prayers, the one who who gives me the next breath that I breathe, I'm going to see him face to face. The point is, it's going to be a glorious experience if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's going to be a glorious experience. For how long? Forever and forever and forever, we're going to be with the Lord. Remember the song, what a day that will be, when my Jesus I shall see, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, and he takes me by the hand, and he leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. It's going to be a glorious time when you're raised as a dead believer, are one that's still alive, to be with Jesus forever and forever. And so when Jesus comes and gathers his church, we're going to meet him face to face. It's going to be a glorious time. Don't worry about it. We've never done that before. But we're going to do it then, and it's all going to work out. You don't have to worry about a thing. That's going to be the first resurrection. Resurrection of saved people. Now, there's going to be a second resurrection. If you will, look over in Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. Look, if you will, at verse 5. But the rest of the dead. Now remember who's rising first? Those that have put their faith and trust in Jesus. And now he tells us, and the rest of the dead. The rest of the dead did not live again until a thousand years were finished. And this was the first resurrection. After that millennial reign of Jesus Christ, after the the millennial reign, John said first in verse uh, 11, he says, I saw a great white throne in him who sat on it, whose face, the earth, the heaven, fled away, and there was found no place for them. John said, "I, I, I saw a great white throne. A white throne symbolizes God's purity and his holiness and his righteousness. There's this great white throne, and the unbelievers are going to come before that throne. If you've never trusted Christ and Him alone for your salvation, if you're dragging something else along for your salvation, you're going to be standing. It's Christ and Him alone. Jesus said, I'm the way, the only way. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. Put your faith in Christ, not in the church, not in ordinances, not in rituals but in Jesus Christ. Revelation 20, verse 5, But the rest of the dead did not live again until a thousand years were finished. This was the first resurrection. Now, until the rest, notice what he said, the rest of the dead. Who's the rest of the dead? Everybody who has died or will ever die that were apart from Jesus Christ, never trusted in Jesus Christ. That's the rest of the dead. Those who have never put faith and trust in Christ alone to be saved are the rest of the dead. The unbeliever, the unbeliever who dies, Luke chapter 16 tells us that he he goes to a place called Hades. You say, well, what's Hades? What's Hades? Hades is just a temporary waiting place for the unsaved dead. That's what Hades is. Now listen, after a, after a thousand year millennial reign, all unsaved will be raised for judgment. Revelation 20. Look at verse 13. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. And so they're going to stand before the, the great white. Throne. And if any person's name is not called out, not called out, any person's name is not written in that Lamb's book of life, they're going to be cast into a lake of fire. Look at verse 11. I saw a great white throne who sat upon it, whose face the earth and heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small, great, stand before God. And the books were opened and another book was opened. "...which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, death and Hades delivered up the dead which were in them. They were judged, each one according to their works, and death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire." What's the point of it, Brother Sammy? If you reject the gospel and the salvation that's found only in Jesus Christ, one day you will be raised not to experience God's blessing, but to experience God's wrath. Now keep that in mind. Experience His wrath, experience His torment. This is the second death. Look, if you will, Revelation 20, verse 6 Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power. And so this is the second death that we hear mentioned from time to time. So just as the Christian receives a resurrection body where we can enjoy the, the blessings of, of God eternally in heaven, the unbeliever, now listen, we receive this, we receive this incorruptible body at the resurrection in which we can enjoy all the blessings of heaven. But the unbeliever will receive a resurrection body in which will enable them to endure the torment of the lake of fire forever and forever. And so the purpose of the second resurrection is for the unbeliever who receives the punishment for not trusting only in Jesus Christ for their salvation so the point is, death is not the end. Don't think for a moment that it's the end. Listen to what John 5:28 says. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which we're all in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. In verse 29, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. And so you have those two Resurrections, one for life, one for condemnation. You say, Brother Sammy, do you really believe that God is going to cast unbelievers into a lake of fire? Do you believe that He's going to do that? Do you believe that all loving God is going to cast an unbeliever who's never trusted His Son Jesus? Do you believe He's going to cast them into a lake of fire? Listen, I have no reason not to believe that. None whatsoever, because that's what the Holy Scripture says. Look at Revelation chapter twenty, verse fifteen. And anyone found written, not written, not found written in the book of life, was cast into a lake of fire. That's what the Bible says. Do you think God'll do that? Sure He'll do that. They've rejected His method, His means, His person of salvation. Jesus Christ. So I have no reason not to believe the Bible because that's what the Holy Scripture says in Revelation 20, verse 15. Now, however, there are some today, perhaps uh, Seventh-day Adventists or Jehovah's Witnesses, there's some a number of evangelical churches, which surprised me, they teach this doctrine called conditional immortality, conditional immortality. Immortality. Now, what's conditional immortality? They teach conditional immortality, which means that they reject, they scrap, they, um, they cast aside, they abandon the whole concept of hell. It's just, it's just not taught, it's not preached, they don't believe it. And those who hold the doctrine of conditional immortality, they assert that the wicked are just going to be destroyed, and that's it. That's not what the Bible teaches. Not according to Revelation 20, verse 15. They believe, and what they believe, contradicts biblical teaching which says that everyone who has ever lived will be resurrected and judged, and those who have rejected Christ will be cast into a lake of fire. That's what the Bible teaches. And those who are condemned will suffer throughout eternity. Luke 16, 19 through 31. And then, of course, Revelation 20, verse 15. So whatever you do, when you hear people talk about there's no hell and God's not going to cast anyone to a lake of fire, don't you believe that lie? You need to watch your beliefs carefully. Because false religions today, they, they, they abounded during the time of Paul and they abound much more today. The Bible tells us in, uh, I believe it's John chapter 2, verse 18, that during the last days, listen to this, John chapter 2, let me find that passage, it's important, uh, 1 John 2, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, talks about multiple, many antichrists. 1 John two eighteen says this, let me find it. Little children, it is the last hour and as you've heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, the Antichrist is going to come, one person. Even now, he says, many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it's the last hour. There are many today who are opposed to Christ. They're Antichrists. Go up to someone, that knocks on your door. They in, try to... Uh, talk to you about their belief, uh, about their religion, ask them a few questions. Here's some you can ask them. I've jotted down a few. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? The Bible says He is. What do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus Christ is equal with God? The Bible says He is. What do you believe? Do you believe in the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? The Bible speaks of it. The very first verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then God said, let us make man in his own image, in our own image. Do you believe in salvation by grace through faith? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? Do you believe in the the resurrection? The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. So test the spirit when someone knocks at your door to see if they be of God or not. 2 John, jot down 2 John, this is is important. 2 John chapter, uh, just one chapter. 2 John, look at verses 9 and 10. 2 John 9 and 10, notice what God's Word says. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Did you see that? Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. What's the doctrine of Christ? That God is equal with God? That God was born of a virgin? That those things I mentioned a few minutes ago, that's the doctrine of God. It, he says, listen, be careful. Those that... Do not agree with the doctrine of God. The doctrine of Christ has not the Father nor the Son, but he that does has the Father and the Son. Verse 10 says this. If anyone comes to you and does not bring the doctrine of Christ, do not receive them into your house, nor even greet them. You don't have to let them in. Don't even greet them. Ask them them questions. I'm sorry, you're, you have a different Jesus than I believe in. You don't have the biblical Jesus. You have another Jesus. That's another question. Which Jesus do you believe in? you believe in the Jesus of the Bible, or do you believe in the, in the Jesus that, uh, that you're teaching today? You have to be careful. So the first resurrection when Christ comes, the rapture, the snatch away, the body of Christ, it's going to be a glorious time. It's going to be a glorious experience. The second resurrection, after a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ, the rest of the dead will be raised. Everybody who's ever died or who will ever die apart from Jesus Christ will be standing there. They'll be standing before the, the great white throne, and they'll be listening for their names to be called as he's reading names, and they're not on that list, believe me. If they haven't trusted in Jesus, they won't even be before the... If they have trusted in Christ, they won't even be before the great white throne. If you're a believer, you're not going to the great white throne. Just by their presence, they should know they're not on the list. They're not in the book. But they're standing there. They're pleading with him. Surely my name's there. They're weeping. They're crying out to him. I went to church. I was a Baptist. I was a Methodist. I was Church Christ. I was this. I was that. I was baptized. I gave money to the church. I'm a good person. And on and on and on. But you got to remember Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and 23, when Jesus said, Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of the Father which is in heaven. In verse 22... Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many marvelous, wonderful things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. So here's the question, and I close. Remember the fact, death is not the end. And so the question to end with today is this. Will your resurrection be glorious? Or will your resurrection be terrifying? Which will it be? You may have to make that decision. Now you can choose which one it will be. You can choose for a, a glorious resurrection by trusting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior or you can continue to put him off and reject him and reject him and die without him, and you, my friend, will have a terrifying resurrection. So which will it be? Which will it be? I pray you'll have a glorious resurrection. Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you for our time together and for reminding us of the two resurrections, one glorious, one terrifying. I pray for those who are here this morning in person. I pray, Lord, for those that are here. If there's anyone, Father, who's never trusted Christ and Him alone to be their Savior. Lord, that they would come today by faith, trust in Him and Him alone. And saying, dear God, I want you to forgive me. I want you to save me. I know that I'm lost. I know that Jesus came and He died on the cross for my sins. He took all of my sins upon Him on the cross and He died for me. He died in my place. And today, Lord, I want to thank You for dying for me. And I want You, Lord, to please forgive me of my sins. And I trust You and only You to be my Lord, my Savior. Nothing else. I give You my heart. I give You my all. I give You my life, Lord, to serve You and be obedient to You till You come again. Or till you call me, Lord, you call me to be with you through death. Or, Lord, if if I'm here when you come, I know I'm going to have this glorious resurrection. I pray for those today who need to make that decision and those at home, wherever they may be, listening to this uh, service today, that they would humble their heart before death calls them from this earth and seals whatever state they're in that they would trust you and only you to be their Lord and Savior. Thank you for what you're going to do in our time together. In Jesus' name, amen.